<laughs> hey, dear sister, it is so great to be back after the 50th episode. Whew, what an amazing time. And it is great to finally be back to recording, listening, taking notes, learning from my guests. And today I have a special treat for all of us and I can't wait for us to get into the conversation. So if you're ready, I want you to come on in. Let's go. It is so good to be back. It is so good to be back. Hi, friend. Hi, dear sister. This is Kate A. Cookadaisy, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman Ministries, Becoming Godly Woman and Company, is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day, as you choose to honor God, serve others, and live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, healed people heal people. <laughs> My conversation today is with a wise woman who is a, who is full of wisdom and wit. And at the end of our conversation, she's become a sister, she's become a friend. But before we get into the conversation, a few updates that I have for you. First, I want to thank you, dear sister, for listening and supporting the ministry, as well as my dear brothers out there. Some of you were able to join me for the 50th episode recording, and I want to say thank you for celebrating with me. In a few weeks, Choose to Live Free podcast will be one years old. I can't tell you exactly how the year has been, but, well, I don't want to do that now, so you have to stay tuned to hear more when we celebrate our one-year anniversary, which actually also coincides with my birthday. Oh, well. Why did I do that? I don't know. But, oh, well. I love it. The next announcement, I want you to tune in because I am so excited about this one. I am very, very excited. I want you to lean in because it is time and hear me out. Have you ever wanted to deepen your relationship with God, but the daily responsibilities do not permit you to be fully present in his awe? Is there any emptiness, yearning, feeling stuck in your faith walk? Are you feeling exhausted, maybe tired? Are you looking for a great escape? That's how, what I call it when it comes to how we ought to find our own places to rescue to. Are you looking for a great escape where you can be amongst godly women as you allow your spirit, soul, and body to rest, to purge the junk, and to surge forward? Godly Woman and Company is inviting you for a three-day spiritual heart renewal retreat where you experience everything. Your experience is going to be what we are calling simple. And here is what simple is. You're going to experience a sisterly vibe. You're going to have an intimate gathering. You're going to have a mindful rest that is going to be memorable. You're going to have a peaceful and peace-filled heart posture in God's presence. You're going to feel loved on, and you're going to be exceptionally seen. Simple. It doesn't have to be complicated, y'all. That experience is all you need. This is a retreat you would want to be part of, and it's happening in January 2024. You will learn how to rest, how to purge stuff in your mental, emotional, and spiritual heart, You will learn healthy practices to surge in the new year, including vision boarding and a possible, possible onesie sisterly slumber party. Yeah. (laughs) This sounds exciting, right? So grab your sister girlfriends and get ready. We will be communicating registration details and interest survey and all that later on in the coming weeks. And I can't wait because it's been a long time coming and some people meet me and it's like, hey, Kate, why do you have this joy and how did you do it and how how are you able to be doing this and doing that and all that? 
If I told you what I did, would you be able to and ready to do what I did so that you can enjoy what you I have now, which is the joy? I, it's possible. It's possible for you to do what I did. And that's why my guest today is going to help us with that. Because this retreat in particular, you're coming with your Bible. And I'm not saying like your uh, uh, technology Bible. I'm saying your hard copy Bible. Yes, that is how serious we are. If you did what I did, I believe you would experience what I experience every day when it comes to my mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and all around wholeness. And so we are going to dive into a little bit of that today with our guest. Lastly, I want to thank you all for following us on social media. Our YouTube channel in particular has gained subscription in the last couple of weeks and it seems to be growing. It's not a number that in the world, you know, people will write home about, but it's a number that I appreciate seeing. And so if you would like to continue to support us, please like, share our content at Godly Woman and Company is now everywhere on Facebook, on Instagram and all that. So please, please, please share this message so that we have, we can be able to transform hearts and renew minds in Jesus name. Thank you so much, y'all. All right. To our guest, Angela is a storyteller, a child of God, wife, mom, mentor, friend. She desires to live in such a way that no matter which one you meet, you will see the word of Christ dwelling richly in her. Angela is also the founder of Wise Word Ministries, a ministry of teaching and intercession. She is not only called to teach, she is also a fervent intercessor. Understanding the power and effectiveness of praying scripture is essential to her teaching ministry. She is passionate about teaching and empowering people to know the truth and power of God's word that sets them free. Angela hosts Wise Word Wednesdays, and you can visit her website for more information about that. Her website information is going to be linked in, linked in the show notes, so just be on the lookout for that. I had an amazing time gleaning from Angela's wise words, and she spills the truth with a capital T and doesn't mince words. And you know what I mean when you start listening to her. As you listen, here are some nuggets for you. Let God inspire your heart into transformation. I love this because I am the heart transformation queen, y'all. I just want your heart to be transformed. Behold, Be bold in all of the Lord and none of the Lord. Yes, you have to be choosing it. You are either going to be bold in all of the Lord or none of the Lord. No lukewarmness here. Believe that the work Jesus did ended it. You don't have to fight for something that's already been won at the cross. Believe that God is both provision and provider. And that's something that you need to learn and understand. Belief, faith, works. They must go together to feel the essence of God's blessings in our lives. With religion, we are transactional mindset. With kingdom, we are relational mindset. I love that. Anyone you want to know, you spend time with. If you want to spend more time diligently seeking God, you will believe him more. Woof. It is only what God says that you have grace to do. I have lived it and I know it. If you take God's word out of context, wait for it. You are left with the con. <laughs> you must learn to live the word, not just love it, and contentment is being aligned with God's will for our lives. We had a great conversation, which I know you will enjoy too. And remember, choose to be free, choose to live free, and choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, and exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So go into the world and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Enjoy the conversation. Bye. <laughs> well, here we go. Hey, everyone. This is Kate Ekokadezi, and thank you for joining Choose to Live Free podcast. I have here with me a friend. She's become a friend because this is the second time we're getting on together and she just makes me giggle, you know, like just giggle. So, uh, but today's, uh, today's session is going to be a great one. And I said session, like I'm with a client. 
first podcast is going to be a great one because I cannot wait for you all to hear what she has. I mean, she, I, I said, are you ready? She said, you said we're going to go with the Holy Spirit we and we are go going to go with the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, right? That's what we yeah. got. Yes, that's what we're doing. So Angela, go ahead and introduce yourself to the community. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. I am Angela Thornton, and uh, I am the founder of Wise Word Ministries, and I host a podcast called Did God Say That? Where we discuss things we say that God didn't. I also, (laughs) trust me, Kate's coming on the podcast, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, yeah, I also host a Monday through Friday, Bible study and prayer call. You can find us on YouTube. So yeah, and I, as someone said to me that I was a growth strategist. Ooh. Yes. Um, and you know, when she first said it, I thought, hmm. But then I realized I do help people grow. Um beyond where they think they are and can be in God as it relates to business and personal life. Mm -hmm. I used to just say that I was an intercessor and realized that I was a lot more than that because I I help people to develop their own personal growth strategies. And who doesn't want to grow in business and in personal life? And so that is who I am. I'm married uh, 26 years and a few months. Yes, 26 years and a few months. September it goes by 15th. fast. It goes by fast when you're having fun. It goes by very fast. Yeah. Very, very fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we looked up and was like, it's been 26 years. Yeah. Um, you know, and if we are honest, all 26 of them haven't been roses. That's the growth, right? That's that the growth. is the growth. Uh, and, you know, for people who somehow think they're going to be married and it's just going to be this fairy tale, I tell them, darling, fairies aren't real and tales aren't true. Oh, my goodness. We are starting. 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 Today's podcast is probably not going to follow the format. <laughs> Yes, because right from the get-go, I have a question that has nothing to do with the format of the show, but it doesn't matter because okay. sometimes I go off script. Um, growth strategies, isn't it amazing how, how you see the things that you're doing sometimes is labeled differently from how others experience you? So I heard you say, I heard you say intercessor and someone over there is saying, no, girl, it's a good strategy you're giving me out here. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is. It I love is. that. I um, love that. I love it because I get to do it. And I'm honored that God has allowed me to be able to do this in a way that is non-threatening and is easy and that people can get it. I, I used to pray many, many years ago. I used to work about 50 miles one way from home. So I had a lot of time to pray going back and forth to work. And I would pray, Lord, let me teach in such a way that you are revealed that man is inspired, inspiration, revelation, and illumination, that you are so illuminated in their hearts that they are inspired to share someone share the gospel with someone else. And so that has come full circle. Y'all, you have heard Angela um, talk about a few things in there. And by the way, you said editor. So you and I need to talk on the side because I might be okay. needing your services with my upcoming book. Oh, I said Absolutely. it. I said it. I put it out there. So I got to finish. Come on, girl. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book done. I, I put it out there. Oh, I did. That was not me. Thank you, God. <laughs> see how Holy Spirit do you see how he you do know, it? You know, that accountability. He's like, you just told a whole bunch of people <laughs> that you're writing this book. Right, so I heard book. it with my own ears. You all heard it. <laughs> 
she now has to do it. I know I have to, I have to. So let's get into your story and who Angela is today. Thanks to the Lord almighty. Describe your breaking free season when, you know, being married 26 years and all the stuff in between. When did Angela really get to this point where she realized that it has to be God? It has to be God taking this all the way and not me. When did that happen? It happened probably a year or so before I met my husband. Actually, probably before that. I remember I was living back home from Orlando originally. And I was back home in Orlando. And I was dating this guy and I was working the woman who led me to Christ. I mean, I had always been in church my whole life. But if you know how with how that is, you just go to church because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, And I was dating this guy and I would come to work every day and talk about this. And my friend who is my friend to this day, I'm thinking, you know, truly the Lord needs to give her a sainthood because she would listen. And never denigrate me. She'd always just talk about Jesus just as nice and sweetly. And she'd always invite me to her church. And the first time I went, I felt something I had never felt before being in church. And I thought, well, that's odd. But I also saw things I had never seen before because I grew up, you know, Black Girl Baptist Church. And so people standing up prophesying, I thought, what are they doing? Who, what, what are they doing? And why are they doing it? Um, I have to put myself on mute so I don't laugh throughout this. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm <clears throat> battling this cold. But anyway, um, I continued to go with her. And one night in her sister's living room, I received Christ. And the guy that I always talked about and complained about, I was living with. I didn't want to tell him that I had gotten saved because I didn't want to stop having sex, right? Just crazy. And then one day he looks at me, he says, if I had to marry someone, it would be you. And I don't know what it was, but something clicked in my brain. And I looked and said, if you had to, no, sir, When I'm the prize. What do you mean? If like you're doing me a favor. And the Lord said, see, I'm trying to show you who that's not. Mm-hmm. And so then I literally said to him, well, since this is my apartment, and if I had to live with somebody, it wouldn't be you. You probably found someplace else to go. And I started walking that out. Um, and it was, it was then that I knew that God had more. And I started studying and realizing that my love for studying and knowledge, that that was all God given and that it was to be used in the kingdom. And so I literally just started teaching vacation Bible school, three-year-olds. If you've ever taught toddlers, they are a whole different breed, but I didn't mind because I was teaching and it was fun. And when I came to DC, I, I was came here working in politics and I you know, was going to different churches and I met this young man and we started dating. And again, just being crazy. I knew that that wasn't the one, but I refused to not let him not be the one because it's what I wanted. And then God called, made him leave me. And instantly I said, okay, this is going to be all the Lord or none of the Lord because I can't keep going through this. And um, shortly thereafter, I met my husband. I realized that God had given me a gift and he'd allowed me to live through some things for a reason. Mm -hmm. As a little kid, I was almost bitten by a snake because I was inquisitive and went to pick it up and it was poisonous. Just crazy stuff, you know. And then when I started to look back, I was like, Wow. You kept me through a lot of things that many people wouldn't have survived. And so I am going to dedicate this life. You just tell me what it is you need me to do. And wherever I landed, I always found myself teaching and realized that that was a gift that God had given me because I realized that I could teach in a way that it seemed 
it was easy for me, but it made understanding easy for those I was teaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, a lot to unpack in there. By the way, do you have a few of snakes now? Yeah, I'm full of snakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a whole problem when I get to heaven and even this here serpent you was talking to. Yeah. It was a copperhead snake, by the way. Going on this even, I know that, you know, the enemy does take some of our fears and turns oh, yeah. it against us. And I remember to this day, I know I am being attacked spiritually when I dream about snakes. Exactly. You dream, you've dreamt about them too? Yeah. When I yeah. dream about snakes, it means something is attacking me spiritually that I need to Absolutely. like press in on. And it's amazing. When I was in high school and it would happen, I would just, you know, but as I grew and a pastor told me that, he prophesied, he's like, there's something on you that the enemy doesn't want to come out. And you, since you've been, you're a little girl, you've been dreaming about snakes. And when you dream about snakes, you have to know that the enemy is coming for you. I was like, ooh. Listen, <laughs> I, let me tell you about a whole dream about a snake. This, this is the other reason I knew that God was like, okay, get yourself together, chicky. Um, I dreamt that we were in the country, in the South. And we had, you know, the old houses with the porch and the screen porch, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The screen door. And I was on the porch and a truck drove up. And the man got out and he looked, you know, just like country. He had his boots, his jeans, pickup truck. And he had a burlap sack and he let it go. And the thing came toward me and it morphed up into a serpent. And I was on what? the porch and I backed all the way up till I couldn't go any further. And it was trying to strike at me. And a well-known gospel singer, I'm telling you, in the dream was singing, I know it was the blood. Oh. He was singing all the verses too. And this thing just kept striking, but it could never hit me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't call my husband. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and I just remember praying. And then the man drove up and he snatched the thing mm -hmm. and threw it on the truck and said, you have failed. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to a woman, the only person that I would call my spiritual mother. And she said, I don't know what God has for you, but I know it's mighty because mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. was a mighty attack. Mm -hmm. And as hard as it was striking, it could never get to me. Mm -hmm. And it was trying. And the mm -hmm. thing just sort of morphed up. And the man grabbed and said, you have failed and drove off. And I woke up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, those dreams, those dreams. When you go through... When, when you experience dreams like this and you still don't hear God or know that God is calling you, I don't know how else he's going to get your attention, you know, but I woke up after I was told, I was like, okay, girl, you got to wake up because those spiritual attacks, yeah, you got to make sure that you are girded up, your prayer life, all those things are on point, you know. But you also have to make sure that you don't walk in fear. Ah. Because you have to understand and know that Satan is a defeated, unemployed cherub. <laughs> you have to really believe that it is finished. Mm -hmm. You have to believe that the work that Christ did ended it. And so you don't have to fight for something that's already been won. Um, and so you have to come from the standpoint that I am, that I have been translated, transferred from that kingdom of darkness into that system of darkness, rather, into the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of the marvelous light. And I come as the kingdom citizen. I come as an ambassador with all rights and privileges thereof. I don't have to fight because I am an ambassador. And you've never seen an ambassador to another country fight. You haven't. And so because it's already finished and the battle is won, then I come recognizing that now I need to use the tools I've been given by Christ, which is the word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and not walk in fear and do a lot of stuff that we do that is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So you, so you met your husband and all that. Here you are. Um, you start to break through. Did you encounter any um, any event in your life that positioned you between it's either the word or the world, like suffering? Let's talk about suffering. Like what? What has oh, your experience been yes, with suffering? Yes. Even, even, yeah. <laughs> Before I decided that it was just like all Jesus, I earned a very good living. I could do what I wanted when I wanted, how I wanted, <laughs> and um, and then it stopped. Mm. And I was offered positions that would make me compromise what I said, I believe. And so then you have to make a choice. Do you really believe it or is it just talk? Do you believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Or are you deciding you're going to make it yourself? Do you believe he is provision, not just a provider, but that he is provision? Do you believe what he has promised you through words of prophecy and his word? And so it became this struggle where you can go and do this and certainly be successful as far as the world sees, but be empty on the inside mm. and be out of alignment with what God has said. I've heard you say believe more than two times so far in the short um, statement that, that you said. And I was just literally reading in the book of Romans this month. I'm doing 30 days in and this month it's Romans and Romans chapter 10 is where I'm at. Romans chapter nine and towards the end of Romans chapter nine in verse 31 or so it's talking about Israel's unbelief. And it said that they did all the works, but there was nothing behind. There was no faith. Belief is such an important part of our journey as Christians, as believers, as followers, as doers. Yesterday when I was writing my journal, I had to really break those three apart. Christian, a follower, believer. But then mm -hmm. I feel like there, there's another level, like a doer. <laughs> yeah. And they're not all the same. They're not all the same. <laughs> a lot of people follow Jesus who didn't believe it. Yeah. See you. See? <laughs> Zeal would know that they, they, they were like, yes, this is the one. He's healing people. He's raising yeah. people. They, they, they're like, yeah, come over here. Do, do this thing, this shiny thing. They didn't believe in him as and, a savior. And there are those that believe but don't follow. <laughs> that, well, there's that. And here's where um, we say, you hear people, God just increase my faith. You don't need to increase your faith. You just need to change what you believe. <laughs> so Angela, let's break this because I have written it. The book that I'm going to have you edit. I have explained everything about belief and faith. And I think okay. one of my episodes, I said the faith ecosystem. I don't know. I don't remember what episode it is, but I will link it. But faith ecosystem. And I break down. I came to realize that belief is not enough. And belief is different from faith. It's separate, mm -hmm. like, you know. And so let's talk about it. What are, what are your thoughts on belief and faith and how we can marry those two together to be this powerful child that God is developing and growing us to be? It's Roman, uh, Hebrews, see now you got me saying Romans. Hebrews 11, is it six or nine? Yes. Without faith, yes. it's impossible to please God, right? Mm -hmm. But in the very next word in the same sentence says, <laughs> but you got to believe that he is and he rewards those who diligently mm -hmm. seek him. So without faith, it's impossible to believe, to please him. Mm -hmm. but now you got to believe that he is mm. so you can have I, I i have faith that that you that you're going to say something mm -hmm. i have faith that you're going to tell me yes but do i believe you're going to actually follow through mm -hmm. 
So without faith, it is impossible to please him. But now you've got to believe that he actually is who he says he is. And that requires that you don't see it, feel it, but you got to believe intrinsically with everything in you. And not only do you have to believe that he is, exist, but know that he will reward you because you are diligently seeking him based on what you believe and the faith that you say you have. Well, let's talk about the beginning. Belief, faith, and then the third one works, right? So well, you got to do it. <laughs> diligently seek him. That's the doing part. You know, you got to do it. And you got to so, do it. And so when we think about, I have become so enlightened by this so much that even in my work, sometimes what I do when I encounter clients and who happen to be Christians, I'm oftentimes having to see where they fall. Because some of them is like, I, you know, I've believed in God, da, 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 da. But when we start talking about their faith and what they've been doing, that's when it's like, it falls flat. And then there's the other parts. So I was like, wait, I believe, I have faith, but I got to do it. I just can stop at faith. I got to do it, you know? <sighs> yeah. Sometimes we believe in the idea of God. Mm. We, we On the t-shirt? Uh-huh. We believe in the idea of him. We believe in the man upstairs. You know, we, we, we believe that there is a God, mm-hmm. not that he is the God. Mm. So we, we, we believe in the idea of him we don't necessarily believe him wow See, you Tell can us more. that's there's a difference yeah. y'all there's a difference Listen there's here. a difference yeah. i can i can you know i i, I believe I, be, I believe in this theory but i don't necessarily believe the theorists i believe in the bible but i don't necessarily believe Jesus, because that takes work. That takes seeking. That takes searching. That takes obedience. You don't really want to do. Um, And that takes letting go of the need to be in control and the need to know. Because if you really believe God, then you don't need to know every step he's going to take to do what he said he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to let go of that control. Mm-hmm. I got to know it. Well, okay, God, now step one and now one A, and then what we do? You know, we, we think God is like ways that we just got to map this thing out. I saw uh, I saw an Instagram reel yesterday, exactly what you're describing. The Instagram reel said, when you hear from God, and this guy is in the kitchen, he's washing dishes, and all of a sudden... God's voice, you know, that deep voice. Mm-hmm. And he said, my son, quit your job and do this and do that and do that and do okay. that. So so he hears that. And then he brings another lesson. Now, this is what the, this is what God's voice sounds like. My son, quit your job. And so he's standing at the kitchen like, and then what? Quit your job. <laughs> so right. Quit your job. And then what? <laughs> and then what? <laughs> Because what, what, what do you realize there's a mortgage to pay, mouse to feed, and then what? And then what? <laughs> and I know, I know that those of us listening, those of us here, we have all been in situations where these three belief, faith, and works have have not always aligned. Just be, you know, like we like we said, we're going through the motions. I'm just going through the motions. My heart is not in it. You know, I just have to do it because I have to do it. And sometimes you're doing the more faith. You know, you're praying and praying and praying and praying. And sometimes you believe, but then, so we've been in different times in our life where we've fallen into these things. And that's what his word says is that we've all fallen short. It's not like, okay, we have to be so perfect. He wants us to be. But when you have found yourself in situations where maybe you've done more works and less of the faith and all that stuff, you don't have to be down on yourself. You don't have to beat up yourself because you're like, oh, you know, I really have not met the mark. It's human nature 
-hmm. because we have been so trained, Mm -hmm. especially in the Western Christianity, Mm -hmm. that everything is transactional. Mm -hmm. And we have been so trained that our focus is religion and not kingdom. And so with religion, there is transaction. Mm-hmm. We're not kingdom minded where God loves you just because he made you. Mm-hmm. We're not kingdom minded that there is a freedom and a liberty that comes in being in the kingdom of God. You know, there's not a whole lot of can't, don't, shouldn't. There, there's no fear in, in this. You can't scare me. In the kingdom, you're not scaring people into heaven. If you don't do this, if you say this, God's not going to like it. So it's fear-based. And so now if I do something, you're like, you want me to come to your church? And that's how it is. But if you, if we can get people to this freedom and understanding that they have been taken out of a system of darkness and into his kingdom, and there are all kinds of freedoms that come with that. That you're not hindered and you're not bound by the confines of what religion says. Because contrary to popular belief, Jesus was not a Christian. He wasn't Republican nor Democrat. Neither was he American. I'm just saying. If we can open up our eyes and our mind to see the totality of who he says, because he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He did not come to put us in a pew. He came to take us from a system of darkness and bring us to a kingdom of light. And that requires a relationship. I I have worked this blog. I have written, I think I've even podcasted on it before about the transactional and the relational. And the relational requires a two-way communication. It's not a one way. Mm-hmm. I, I always give this example about, you know, your car in the garage and you have a relationship. <laughs> it's just, you got to move it. <laughs> for it to if you it. never crank it up, it'll never move. <laughs> it will never move. And our relationship with the Lord is the same, is when we are feeling empty and when we are feeling weary and we are feeling all these things, we have to learn to also go to him and ask him to fill us up. You know, we, I was thinking about this yesterday while I was journaling about how much time, sometimes when I sit down to just write one, I'm doing this 30 days. So when I, when I read the word and I'm writing, sometimes I write so much, I get lost in time. And before I know it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get ready for school, you know? And And sometimes I'm like, wow, if it's taking me almost 45 minutes to really seep, let this thing seep into my spirit, then that five minutes that I was doing on Bible app was not enough. That was just like, you know, me sipping water, (laughs) you know, and not drinking the whole thing to feel quenched, you know, to really, really get the word in. It's not the five minutes, not to quantify it, but you really do need time. You know, I know some preachers would be like, oh, no, we're not saying that, you know, you have to spend an hour and all that. But honestly, sometimes you need an hour or more (laughs) to really, really understand what the Holy Spirit wants to download to you. And sometimes five minutes is just a quick pick me up. Like, I just need something because I'm trying to remember a scripture and it's not coming to me. Boom, here it is. But Mm -hmm. oftentimes we do need more than the five minutes to really get it into our being. So what when you mentioned with religion, we are transactional mindset. I wrote with kingdom, we are relational mindset. You know. Absolutely. You have a relationship. And here's the thing about relationships. Anyone you really want to get to know, you spend time with. Oof. You prioritize. You prioritize. If <laughs> if you're dating and you really want to get to know him, you want to get to know her, you you make time. You do. Or you're never going to know them. Mm -hmm. And so I may have a five minute call, but when I really want to know you and spend time with you, then I'm going to spend time because we're going to have deeper conversations. So if a five minute, God, I just need the scripture right now, that might be okay. But at some point you got to dig deep into his word. What does he say? He rewards those who what? Diligently. So diligently seeking is more than a five-minute skim. Mm. Mm. 
It, it is. I mean, you, you may not spend an hour or two or five every day, but at some point you got to, you got to spend to. some time with, you got to diligently seek him and diligent is intentional. And if I'm seeking you, I am actively looking for you. I'm I, I want to be with you. What this David said, I sought the Lord and he heard. Me. I have a, and she probably will hear her name on here, but as an introverted person, I really don't, I could be at home for a whole year and not miss anything out there. <laughs> so one of my friends uh, who has become a very dear friend of mine, um, when we met, you know, one of those ways like, hey girl, hey girl, hey sis, hey sis, hey sis, hey sis. And she started th- doing this thing where she will invite me for dinner. And I went for the first one and she just allowed me to talk and she's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm taking a lot. And then she invited me for a second time. And recently, you know, she invited me. And as you were talking, you said something about anyone that wants to know you will, will want to spend time with you. And it just hit me. I was like, Caroline, all she's been doing is she wants to know me and she's prioritizing time. You know, because time is a commodity, you know, <laughs> when someone spends yeah, time with you, back. you never get back. And I get much from her. She's a coach. I She gets much from me. But she, she her, her face is what I saw when you said that, that anytime who wants to know you will want to spend time with you. You know, Absolutely. our children, our children, the same thing to know your children, that teenager or whoever, you got to spend time with them enter their world, get to know their world, like do those things to get to know that teenager of yours or that child of yours, you have to enter their world. That was so powerful what you said, because, and, I, and it's so simple. It sounds so simple in, on the surface, but if everyone listening was to do a time audit, just that, do a time audit of how you're spending your time. And if I was to ask you, where is God in all of this? How much did he get? Let's just quantify it. How much did he get? 24 hours. I mean, when you think about one hour, it's not even enough, but okay. All right. But how much did he get? If we spent more time diligently seeking, you'd believe him more. And so then you'd have the faith to please him more. And you do less hustle and grinding because there is no hustle in the kingdom. There is no grinding in the kingdom. When I say that God is provision, here's what we know. Scripture says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. We never know how many cattle it is. We just know he owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. We don't know how many cattle it is. But what we do know, if you seek first his kingdom, kingdom, not your religion, not your denomination, his kingdom and his Righteousness. righteousness. He'll add how many things? All. And there's nothing outside of all. But in order for him to do that, you got to seek him first, which means you got to diligently seek him, which means you really do believe that he is. Because you're not seeking after something you don't believe that he is. When my husband said that he believed that I was the one he was going to marry, he said, well, God, give me a sign. And he had the same dream three nights in a row. Why? Because he believed that I was the one. So he had the faith to say to God, okay, I'm going to put this to work. You give me a sign. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to believe whatever you said. My faith is enough that I'm going to believe with you. And so for three nights, he had the same dream. And on the fourth night, he didn't anymore. The person, oh. him and of it himself, is the word. You can't he separate. is the theory and the theorist. You know? We're not separating him. We're not separating. Jesus is the whole thing, the word. In the beginning, what was the what word? What does he say? I and my father are one. You see me? And we like to separate them out. I I think because, yeah, you said that earlier, you know, Western, Western religion, you know, it's all the logical thinking. Oh yeah. You know, the transactional. It doesn't make sense. So how can it be true? You know, stuff like that. And maybe that's how we are trained, you know, to think, okay. right? So it's hard for us to conceptualize God in any way. And I'm like, why are you trying to conceptualize that? Like, you know, put him in a box. You can't put him in a box. <laughs> or we hear. I believe in God, but I'm not sure about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've heard that too. Yes, I have. Ooh. You know, because see, everybody has a God. 
Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say I believe in God, but then mm-hmm. this whole Jesus thing that mm-hmm. we, we 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 need to do something about that. It's like yeah. what that say about worship. Whatever you worship, what is it? It's your God. Something. Yeah, whatever you, know, you worship. Whatever that's you worship. Mm-hmm. So and even just to bring us all into some level of reality, we worship God. We do all those things, but we do have idols in our lives, you know, mm-hmm. things that we gravitate to, you know, when food, social media, you know, they've, they've taken over our lives without us even knowing it. The pursuit of multiple streams of income, that's the new thing now. Oh, I'm starting to realize that and people are just positioning Proverbs 31, you know, it's like, I'm just ready to be Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm like, oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Did God say that? Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> Y'all can see her, but I see her. First of all, the Proverbs 31 woman had help. That girl didn't do it all by herself. She had a whole team of people. It says she had handmaidens. What are you yeah. talking about? She had handmaidens. She got up. She had handmaidens. That means help. Mm. Secondly, that is a mother having a conversation with her son. So let's take it in context. There is a man somewhere in there. When I read, I was like, that's a whole section for the boy. It's a whole section. You know, people... Well, you know, you need to be a Proverbs 31 woman. That and telling women they need to wait for their Boaz. Mm. I always go, why? He, you know he died the night of the wedding, right? The next night. She was a widow twice. You might not want her to wait for Boaz. He was 40 years old and he died. In the words of my great aunt, his heart couldn't take that strain. I'm just saying. Did God say that? I tell Did you. God say oh, that? Listen, goodness. listen. Oh. Did God tell you to wait for Boaz? He did not. He did not. I promise you, he did not. And so while we, and it's always interesting to me that we can find scripture to regulate women's behavior um, and have people think, oh, I, I need to be the Proverbs 31 woman. Well, first of all, your husband's not sitting at the gate. Right? You weren't even I, living in this time. See, I think practically like this. That I think practically too. I was telling one of my friends in church, Kim, if you're listening, your name is now on the podcast. I was telling her and she said, yeah, we have to have a podcast about Proverbs. Because I said, Kim, this Proverbs 31 woman, she's annoying to me. And she was like, <laughs> I'm with you. She's annoying. Like, why, Kate? I said, because I see so much in the generation now where a lot of people are focused on just doing all this and we are doing 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 and not being not getting to where god really wants us to be which is at his feet right there with him get to know him his heart he really just wants your heart he doesn't want you to have all this because when you're having all of this out here who are we pleasing the world are we operating out of fear you're doing the most and I, I've I've gotten to a place where I was like, I'm not even trying to be y'all Proverbs 31. I'm trying to be Romans 8. Let me figure out the spirit first. Let me <laughs> Can I just seek first after his kingdom and righteousness? Can, can we do that? Can we just seek after his kingdom and righteousness? Can we can we just do that? Can we know that without faith? Faith is impossible. It's impossible to please God, but you must believe that he is. Can we believe that he is? Can, can we start right there? Because then all this other stuff will take care purpose, of itself. If it's purpose, and that's the thing too, making sure that all these multiple things, there's a per- you're walking in purpose, right? And not purpose. out of fear, like not out of fear because the economy or some other thing, but you're walking in purpose. And for some of us, our purpose is one, just one. <laughs> what? And you know, one idea from God is one move from God can change the trajectory of your oh, life. Oh. Why do you think He needs you to have thirteen streams of income? Now, I mean, you can, but that's a hustle and grind mentality. 
Mm. And that's a mentality that hasn't learned to work with God. See, sometimes we're so busy working for God that we're not working with God. And that's that's been me, Angela. Sometimes I've said on the on the bus that sometimes I'm just going, 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 and I look and I was like, oh yeah, let me just go back and get you, God. <laughs> yeah, you know we have all these plans, and we, you know, many are the plans of the of man, but the Lord, you know. And, and and here's what we do: we lay out our map, and then we say, okay, God, now bless what I want. And I had to break free of that. That's another thing to help me to get free that, you know what, girl, you got a whole lot of what you want to do, but nowhere have you stopped to say, God is any of this, Mm -hmm. what you said, Mm -hmm. because it's only what he said that you're going to have the grace to do. Because when he says it, there is an ease and a grace. I'm not saying easy, but there is an ease and there's a grace with it. And there's a peace with it. But when you're trying to make it happen and you're hustling and you're grinding and you're doing and you're all the whatever it is we do, then you're moving outside of what he will into what we will. And Jesus taught them how to pray in the model prayer. He said, your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. So then the prayer becomes, Father, what is already in heaven that you want to bring to earth through me? Yeah. And so that's that's where that becomes. Mm-hmm. And I think we just get hung up on looking at success, even in the church through the world, mm-hmm. and not through the lens of the Father. Yeah. I want us to touch on the last bit. Um, and it just dropped in my heart from what we are saying about us as godly women, as women who are learning to do life in the spirit. This concept of, you know, we've said a whole lot, but I think it rests on wherever we are positioned in this world, knowing our identity in Christ and being content with the path that he's leading us on. Yes, we can support, we can praise, we can celebrate other people. But what all is in this recipe of being content in our spirit, in our soul, and ultimately living that life that pleases him? Contentment for me is knowing that I am aligned with God's will for my life. It may not look like his will for yours or anyone else's. It may not put me on a stage before millions. And it may not even make me a multimillionaire. But I have to be content with what he's called me to do, because that is where I'm going to have the most influence. Mm-hmm. It's where I'm going to make the greatest impact. And it's where I'm going to leave an imprint. And so then my contentment is God. Who have you created me to do? What have you called me to do? And show me how now that I can work with God, do business with God, that I'm not in the mindset of hustle and grinding. I'm not in this mindset of I got to do, I got to go, got to do. I'm not always looking at, well, I'm not making this much money. And if you are in business, you're certainly called to be profitable. You're called to make a profit, but you're called to be profitable. And being profitable is what influence, what impact, what imprint. And being content with where he has planted you. I always say you never see an orchid arguing with the rose. Both are equally beautiful, but an orchid will not grow if it's planted in dirt. And a rose will not grow if you try to grow it in the air like an orchid. You don't see diamonds trying to be rubies. You know what I mean? And so be content with who you are because who you are is precious. Who you are has purpose. Who you are has destiny. Who you are, you will have the grace and the ease to move and do what God called you to do. Because you never know, you might be the one who is to pour into the one Mm -hmm. who will be the next world changer. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because somebody had to pour into them. We may never know Barack Obama's mother or grandmother, but without them, we wouldn't know him. And so everybody's call is not to be front and center. If you have a great concert, if you don't have somebody in the back doing the lights and the sound, what do you have? (laughs) What do you have? I mean, you know, I mean, just in practical sense, right now, the actors are on strike. Well, Mm -hmm. the writers were on strike. Well, guess Mm -hmm. what? The actors couldn't act because the writers weren't writing. Mm -hmm. And so while we may never know the writer's name, be content. Let, we are going to end on what you just said. Romans chapter nine. I said, I've been kind of chewing on that. And what you just said about the creator, Paul, Apostle Paul was uh, talking about this creator. And he has a, a question. He said, you know, that's the, 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 the creation questions, the potter or something like that. So, you know, who are we to talk back at God for? you know, how we have been created or what we are supposed to do, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Well, we to question God. And I really wanted us to talk about contentment because even for me on a personal journey with me coming to the end of my school in therapy, I had to come to this kumbaya, we call it, please be God, <laughs> where he said, I told you to go to school for therapy and now you went and people are telling you what you're good at and what you should do. And now you're so wrestling with, should I go down this path? Should I go down that path where I already laid out the path for you? You needed to go get educated. Now get, get, get in line with what I already laid out for you and stop hearing other people's voices about, oh, maybe Kate, you should go for this too. And Kate, you should do this too. (laughs) And I, all of a sudden I was like, I am so tired. Like, it's not even funny. And one day God was like, be content, Kate. This is where you're supposed to be. Why are you running away from it? And actually you said you have a spiritual mom. My spiritual mom also said, she's like, Kate, you're running away from what God is giving you. You're, you're running. I said, but it is, it is, it is so scary. She's like, that is, she likes to laugh when I do that. She's like, you, she's like, you're kicking and screaming. Like you always say, but you do it anyway, you know, because you see where he's calling you to. And you're looking at all these other places, just focus on the path. Just look to him, fix your eyes on him. He said, fix your eyes on him. Fix the your eyes and finish of your faith you know, so much, so much. And that's what I love what you do about God's word. Did, did God say that? Cause, and to know, I want you to finish this to know if God said that is to know God because he makes his word clear. He would not leave you unaware. He watches over his word to perform it and to know him. And the only way to know him since he is not here physically is to know his word. And that's how he talks to us. We've, we've, we've made it complicated mm. to know his word. You know, like you have to know the Greek to Hebrew. I mean, that's fine. But there are people who don't know Greek and Hebrew who know him and who know his word. Don't have to be a linguist. You don't have to have gone to theology school and have 13 degrees. You really just need to spend time with him to know him. And then you'll be able to discern his voice. Because here's the bottom line. If you believe that God is your father, what good kind of loving father doesn't talk to his child? Wouldn't that be constitutes for rejection and neglect and abandonment? How about and that, that? And that he's not. <laughs> and that he's not. So he's your father. He wants to talk to you. And he's never, you know, well, I found God. He wasn't the one lost, precious. He's where he's always been, where waiting always for been. you to say, here I am. Where he's always been. Where he's always been. Where this is to be been. continued. This is to be continued. A quick fire round that I have for you. How is your heart today? Healed. Oh, I love that word. I love it. And what does joy look like for you today? Joy for me is knowing that I'm doing finally what God has said. This is where I planted you. And being content in that. 
And being content in that, that also gives me joy, being content in where. And we, you know, there's a part of this too that comes with coming into that awareness of knowing who you are, you know, mm-hmm. having, having that self-concept, a healthy self-concept of finally, I know my identity in Christ and I'm okay with that. <sighs> a golden nugget for our dear sisters out there. Be comfortable and confident in who he created you to be. Just be comfortable with you, all of you, yeah. and confident that God loves you just as you are. Yes. Because we somehow think that we have to be perfect mm-hmm. for God to love us. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable and be confident that your father loves you just as you are because he created you. And if you are comfortable in that and you're confident in that, we go back to the other C word you will be content. Anyway, this has been great. It has been great spending time with you. And look, I have found a new friend. And yes, we have. (laughs) We will stay connected. Yes, ma'am, we will. But go and take care of yourself. I love you. I'm good now. And we we will connect again really soon. Thank you for joining Choose to Live Free. <laughs> I appreciate it. 